0: You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle and entertainment. Hello and welcome
1: to our new Metal and High Heels episode. I'm Steffi and today we're here back um, with the three of us, Pia and Kiki. Join me and we will talk about music journalism.
2: Yes. Hey, my name is Pia. Um yeah, we thought about music journalism. If that is something that people really need in times of social media and bands having so many possibilities to keep in touch with their fans themselves. So, yeah, we asked ourselves the question, does the world still need music journalism?
0: And of course, it's a really important question to us because this is what we do (laughs) here at Metal and High Heels. And this is what we've been doing since 2013, at least as Metal and High Heels. And um, we were all doing that before a little bit as well. Yes. So how do we start even with a topic like this? (laughs) First of all, we could look at
2: what kind of music journalism we have so of course there is the the classical print magazine but over the years also what we did and what we ourselves developed for our brands um especially for metaphor and now for metal and high heels is also stuff in the video and audio sector so we started very early with video interviews when we think about uh, what we did with metal four at the Rock Arts Festival. That was in 2012 when we did so many video interviews. And I think at least in Germany, we were one of the first magazines who did this really um who did this Early. regularly. So oh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. And nowadays there are so many people who do stuff on YouTube. Um not only interviewing bands but also kind of magazines or people who just talk about their own opinion about stuff. And when we go to audio, we started this and High Heels podcast in 2017. And I think since 2019 or something, many other magazines started their own podcasts too. So this is another development that we can see that that, um, audio becomes more popular again I guess it Mm -hmm. never was so popular in the metal universe because, yeah, as I said, we had the print magazines, then we had the whole video stuff on YouTube. Yes, and now podcasts. And, um, yeah, there are also metal documentaries. They have been around for quite a while. Uh, If we think about Sam Dunn, he did this, what is the name of the documentary again? I Um, think
1: Metal Evolution or Evolution of Metal. Probably. That was the
2: DVD series he did, but the first thing I think it's called Meta Headbanger's Journey. That was the first meta documentary that I knew. But there mm. were so many to come after that, also from other people who did this documentaries. Can you think of other media?
1: <laughs> um, no media definitely not, I think. Or for me there are these three um sectors you already mentioned, like print, audio and video and um yeah, that's it. You can still um mm, the platforms on which they are released, like yeah, videos on YouTube of course, but also um print went somehow to Insta, I would say. Or it's or Instagram, for example, is a part of print media. Mm. Um, but yeah i think that's already another topic uh, <laughs> which platforms or how social media is involved into music journalism mm. so if we want to
2: <laughs> if want to jump <laughs> there i think we're going to go, go now i think we're going to go there later but For
1: sure. yeah we have um,
2: we have two I, perspectives here because on the one hand we are music journalists ourselves now on the other hand, we're also um the readers or the the watchers, consumers. listeners, yeah, the consumers.
0: Yes. Um and while we're talking about the different categories of uh media, we can obviously not forget about uh the predecessors almost um in video or in audiovisual uh, media. We of course had TV before. Mm-hmm. we had youtube um i did i yeah i did kind of grew up a little bit with the mtv um part of things but <laughs> part did, of they the have, 90s.
2: did they have metal magazines as well i know they sometimes played metal music videos yeah yeah
0: i don't remember a specific metal dedicated programming but uh, they for sure made some um metal videos big and Mm -hmm. they made them hits and if we talk about audio we also cannot forget about radio i don't think that here or in most of the world we don't have that many big metal radios but i think the u.s does have many radio stations only dedicated to metal uh here in germany i think we have kind of one Mm -hmm. at least so um Yeah, that's, I think, also important to mention before we start going completely in the more digital direction.
2: I also think that at least Rock Hard magazine had these DVDs earlier, so that they put a a whole thing that could have been a TV show, they put it on a DVD so that you can watch Mm -hmm. it at home. And that was kind of a music magazine TV show about metal. Yes. First question: Do you still read magazines, print or online, or do you still read
0: magazines, print or online? Um, as whole, as a whole, I would say no. I do read uh, the rare article that calls my attention uh, from time to time, but there is—I couldn't think of one magazine that I. Uh, Check every day, or read more of more than one article per week or per day.
1: Yeah, same. Um, I know that I once, uh, yeah, also brought these print magazines at the store, but uh, that's years ago. <laughs> um, also, an interesting and an important point that um, I think that um, there's almost. I would say, no money um, in in music journalism or in our small metal genre uh, journalism that uh, people don't want to spend money on it. Um, But also another topic, (laughs) maybe for later. Um, And yeah, no, same as Kiki said, uh, I read some articles or interviews But that's also more if um, the artist, him or herself, published it or shared it on social media and said, Here, I did a very interesting, funny interview with the blank whatever. Um, Then I check it out and read it if I'm interested in it, Um, but not more.
2: Mm. If I go back about 10 years ago or even a bit more. I was a subscriber to several music magazines and oh, yeah, nice. now <laughs> I get one. I get the Fuse magazine that comes out, I think, four or six times a year. And I read a lot in this magazine also to get to know new bands, but it's not that intense as it used to be. So that, of course, changed through social media and also through yeah other stuff that you can get your information from. That's far easier nowadays. Um, What do you think about, well, when we talk about online magazines, most of them, or maybe all of them, are fanzines, at least all that I know. So the people don't get money for their work, or not much. Maybe they sometimes get something to... To pay their costs. So uh, some magazines might say, yeah, we pay your hotel or whatever, but they can't do this for a living. But the print magazines, at least, I would call commercial magazines because they pay at least some of their journalists. And so that's, I guess, one should differ between these two, because when you're a commercial magazine and as you already said, Steffi readers won't really pay that much money, <laughs> and the numbers, at least for the German magazines decrease. so there are less and less readers. Um, then you are that you depend on the labels and stuff that buy advertisement in your magazine. And so the question is, do they still um, or do they maybe not? rate some albums how they would do it if they were a fanzine, because they fear that the the label might not buy this advertisement anymore. What do you think?
0: That is a very good question. I actually also thought about it the other day um, when I was thinking about what kind of sponsors uh, do other metal podcasts have. And I was thinking, sure, labels. Uh, labels are obviously the the uh, most logical sponsor, I think. But would that have to mean that that we have to push releases on the podcast, even though we might not even listen to them? Mm. So um, I obviously don't know how that. Uh, what kind of policies? or, or, or contracts, um, media, other media have with, uh, the labels, but it's certainly something that I don't think we would want to do.
2: No, especially because we don't have to make a living out of it. Um, and I don't have so much time, so I don't want to spend my time on Music that I don't like just because we have a sponsor that says you have to review the album by band X Epsilon. So I wouldn't want to do this. And if they would kind of force me to do this, I think I wouldn't rate it very high. So that would affect how I listen to the music. So yeah, it definitely would be something that I would not want to do.
0: No, I think it just goes against our. Certainly, my beliefs <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we started the magazine, we said that we would only write about things we like, yeah and so that we can promote them honestly, and that's something that we have really stood by all these years, and oh my gosh, it's going to be ten years in two years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> <laughs> Oof. and um and no we're we've actually we've actually really really stood by, by that and done it and, um, anything else would just be lying to ourselves. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's why I really like band signs because they don't have this pressure at all. So they can say, I don't like this CD or, uh, I don't like this band or something like this. If they really feel like it. And they never have to do something that they don't want to, so Mm. to speak.
1: Yeah. Um, I also um, like these kinds of magazines because I think they um, are more into the diverse subgenres and I think they know a little bit more about the music, I would say. Um, But on the other hand, I don't like it if I can uh, read it or if I read an article and I already check that the reader is a fangirl or a fanboy. <laughs> and writer. it's just, hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. The writer. And um, that's just, uh, whew, okay, okay, okay. I I got it. <laughs> you like the band, you like the album or whatever you're writing about. <laughs> but um, if you have just no critic points right here and say just, oh my gosh, that's so perfect and blah blah, blah. Um, that can be annoying. And I mm. think that's um, always a negative point uh, on fan sites. Mm. And I also do it myself. I know that. <laughs> As you <laughs> already said, we are a fan size. And I know that I also do someone uh, very too positive critics uh, or reviews. but. Um, Yeah, I know that it's not the best way. It's just a. I don't want. It's better to call it a promotion text, but a a review.
2: I don't think so, because it's still your opinion. And um, Mm -hmm. when you write a review, you tell other people what you think about this band or this album. And um, you can. Or sometimes it's also not on us to say something is bad. I don't like when people say this is a bad album when they just don't like the music. It's totally fine when they say, "Um, I guess the musicians are skilled and everything, but it's just not my taste of music. So I like when people say that. Um, And then it's again, a very honest review, but I know what you mean when they just say, Oh, the band is so cool and the album is so good, blah, blah, blah. Then yeah, you you learn basically nothing about the album at all. So that's not what should happen. There should be uh the writers should be objective somehow or to a point and informative.
1: Yeah, so, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. For me, reviews are um infotainment, I think that's a word. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, it's always interesting to read um some new informations, especially if you didn't know the band before if it's completely new to you, and then you have a very um, informative review. Um, Yeah.
2: I want to know why they like it. (laughs) If they like it and why they like it.
0: Okay. I totally agree with that. I think uh, it's almost impossible to be completely objective when judging, quote-unquote, music something as emotional as mm-hmm. music is and art in general. So um we can do our best to be to judge things objectively. And um yeah, I do think it's actually how we have done things as well. Uh like you were saying, Pia, well um this might be uh technically good, but I don't like it personally, right? So that's that's an opinion. And another opinion is obviously to analyze something um Within the same parameters that we do like, right? Also saying that, uh, yeah, this album is great, and sure, I'm a big fan of the band, but this album is great because of this and this and this reasons. Um, I think that is that um, tells the quality of the of the writing and or review in general. Um, but being 100% objective is 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 not a thing. And I do think, I think it was you, Pia, who said this at some point. Um, people read reviews or listen to reviews uh, sometimes or, or or a lot probably when they know or when they can um, relate to the author. Mm-hmm. And so if I know this author has maybe a similar taste than me and they have already uh, listen to a record that's not out yet and i don't have access to and they like it or dislike it then i know what to expect i know if i want to buy it or uh well nowadays obviously maybe listen to it first or something times have changed <laughs> yes but um i think that is that is what uh what music journalism is Hmm. or why it's so difficult yes
2: (laughs) um before we get into the different genres of music journalism is this the right word i could say it in german but in english i don't know um yeah (laughs) another question for you
1: categories
2: categories yeah maybe that's it (laughs) do you prefer written or yeah print Or online when it's written or do you prefer audio or do you prefer video when you want to inform yourself about music
1: depends on the quality i would say um if there's bad audio and bad video quality then i definitely prefer um just text but um uh, i think there's also nothing better than a very good filmed um high quality also audio quality um video interview or review whatever
0: if it's if it's good filmed (laughs) (laughs) i think yes (laughs) my answer is yes (laughs) um i think it depends It depends, yes, a lot on the quality. I agree. I also think it depends on the concept, on the personality of the author or publisher. I think it also depends on what it is. And mostly I might do a combination. So I couldn't say that I have a favorite. I love listening to podcasts. Uh, Some videos become also just audio background. So, um, if it's a video that's full of animation and, and I don't know, memes, you know, or a reaction video, for example, that where one wants to see the face of the person reacting to something. And that's, that's also different. And sometimes the written word is just beautiful. Hmm. Yeah, same here.
2: Um, depends on what I do. So when I go somewhere by car or by train, then I like listening to a podcast or something. When I am at work and need distraction, then I prefer reading because I don't want to disturb someone else. And when I am at home in the evening, I prefer YouTube because then I have the time and I am calm enough to fully concentrate on what's happening in the video.
0: What? That's yeah. impressive. My attention span is bad now. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that we have
2: this different kind of, and I I hope that print doesn't disappear because I also like that you can do it. You can always read something or not when you're driving by car, obviously, but <laughs> most of the time it's possible to read something somewhere. So you don't need much to do this.
0: That is true and um, that's also nice that you say so because there is this kind of coincidence I don't know how to explain it but there is a reason why there are bookstores at train stations mm-hmm. and I I don't know I love the feel and the smell of a of a uh, books obviously but I mean even a magazine smells nice and if it has nice pictures and a nice design design um, yeah I would I, I did I used to, when I traveled a lot by train, buy one just for two articles and the rest was bonus on top.
2: Yeah, I don't need books because I have a an e-reader, so <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't like need paper, the, paper, the haptic okay. and the smell and everything, but I know <laughs> what you mean. Um, maybe print was the wrong word, I just meant I hope that written words don't disappear. <laughs>
0: No, of course, obviously. Um yeah, but also even in the in the category of of written journalism or media, um like print
1: media I magazines. Even,
0: I do think that even old school printed paper things yeah. still have a value. Yeah, sure.
1: Definitely.
0: So it would be really sad if they disappeared completely. There's also
2: nothing wrong with collecting CDs. But I don't do this, <laughs> okay. Let's think about the categories <laughs> that we have in music journalism. first of all, first of all, of course, the most popular thing are news. so um, do we need news when we have social media? So I think about I think in Germany, Mor were the first who started. Um, putting news in the Instagram story so that it was quite easy to um, to get a lot of information in a very short time and when you like the, or when you want to know more about it you could swipe up and read the news article about it. Uh, I think that's a very smart thing and um, I have to say that for me news in magazines or in also in online magazines in general are not interesting for me because I get a lot of promo mails so I am too much a music journalist in this point to be able to say a lot about it <laughs> because I get all the information before they are printed somewhere or written on the internet somewhere. So yeah that's that's a difficult point for me. How about you? Do you Still read news on a website or something? Nah. <laughs> no, only social media.
1: Exactly. My um, what is it? Insta feed, Facebook feed is my our timeline. Is my news feed, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would uh, call it. <laughs> band-made news (laughs) (laughs) so um, that the bands or artists I follow just promote the news um, by themselves and just do not need the um, yeah I call it institution uh, as uh, magazine as an institution they do not need it anymore because they can just publish it themselves Mm. and so yeah they're just um (laughs) (laughs) What's the word? Obsolete. Obsolete, yeah. So the magazines just become somehow obsolete, I would say. Yeah.
0: Kiki, what do you think? Yes, I agree. I don't visit a specific site to get informed. Um, I also don't seek music news actively. I do, though. What I do sometimes is if I get somewhat some um gossip so to speak or or some or i see something or i hear from somewhere from friends for example maybe um that something has happened so let's say band split scandal that kind of thing i do go to blabbermouth to check mm. um but otherwise uh, i think the news reaches us on themselves <laughs> yes. by themselves
2: yeah when we started middle and high heels we also agreed very quickly on that we don't post any news or that we at least don't post news on our website itself it's a different thing when you share news on facebook that's been published but one of the reasons obviously was that we started with only the two of us and it's impossible For two people, um, if it's not the day job, (laughs) to uh, write down all this news. Um, Yeah, but I also think in former times, before bands published so much themselves, people really um, got on these pages or even made them the starter page in their browser to get the news. But nowadays, yeah, as you said, I hardly ever read something
0: in a magazine that I didn't know before. Yes, I think we decided that as, as well because news are pretty short lived. Mm-hmm. So, what <laughs> it's in the name, right? What is news? News will not is, be news anymore. News
2: is notable events, weather, and sports. Ooh. That's the meaning of news. So, what it's It's wrong when we say news,
0: (laughs) in a way, because we don't talk about weather and sports. (laughs) Oh, should we? It's (laughs) a blizzard outside. Well, not really, but it has snowed a lot. Today Mm -hmm. is February 7th, 2021. We are having some kind of uh, big cold wave here in Germany and uh, (laughs) it's gonna be into the minus degrees for the first time this year um for the whole next two weeks apparently and uh sports yes and because of the weather my favorite soccer
2: club Werder Bremen cannot play today so that's the sport news (laughs) and we're done (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening to this podcast bye
0: bye (laughs) for for the um listening to the news part of our podcast (laughs) uh yeah i think when i don't know if they still do but if you have a news um a news category in a in a music magazine that's a website or even worse if it's a print printed magazine right everything that's news now or that is something that has just happened in two days it will everybody will know and or it will be so old and irrelevant that nobody will care mm-hmm. so it was actually pretty pretty obvious for us not to fill something with words that everybody can read elsewhere and uh, that will be there for longer than it's actually relevant mm. So to sum it up, we agree on news
2: are not necessary anymore in magazines. I Mm -hmm. have a completely different opinion regarding reviews, (laughs) but before I tell (laughs) what I think about it, Steffi, what do you think about reviews? Do people still need reviews now that they can stream everything on Spotify and other platforms?
1: Uh. I don't know if people need it, but I can imagine (laughs) that people uh, still would like to read reviews or um, better said as my personal opinion. Um, I still like, or I do read reviews um, because it's very interesting for me to, or if I, um, okay, for example, I found a new band on Spotify with a new album. And I just realized, oh, that was released just two months ago. Okay, come on, let's go to, um, I'm often on uh, Metal.de. That's my favorite um, website for metal stuff. And um, okay, yeah, let's check out uh, what they do right about it. And yeah, I just want to... um, get an idea i want want to read an opinion of another human being about this (laughs) album um and and yeah that's for um it's it's not about exchanging thoughts because there's no exchange um (laughs) I, I, i want to consume someone else's thoughts about about the album i'm listening to um yeah also grab some background information for example um uh, who is this band and it's often there's a short history uh written down in the review and um i like that a lot because yeah entertainment. that's for me and um yeah yeah that's and especially i think it's for me interesting if I have no um people surrounding me to discuss the music. If I have uh dunno, if I discover the album with a friend together, it's just uh, of course we can discuss it directly and um on time. But if that's not given and um it's very often not given or it's very rare. <laughs> <laughs> that I have a friend I can discuss with. Um I have no friends. Okay, i know um, <laughs> no, everything's fine. Um uh yeah, I just I just wanna know what other people think about it. That's my point. That's why I'm interested in it. To get another opinion.
0: Yep. I might have a weird and controversial opinion. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I was never a big reader of reviews, but I loved writing them. <laughs> <laughs> so please people read my reviews. No. <laughs> um not that I write any anymore. I think there is um there is something very beautiful about trying to describe something to somebody else that is um yeah trying to describe art or music yeah let's put it like that trying to describe something that impacts your emotions and and maybe you can't really explain logically or describe sometimes with with words um the impact that it's having on on myself for example so i think i i, I read reviews always in research for my own um also because I was curious how other people would put into words what I was listening to. Um, So I do think that there is, um, I do relate to what you said, Steffi as well. Um, I like reviews where I feel identified uh, with, with that. Or sometimes I find myself um, reading or listening to opinions and and discussing with my screen <laughs> mm, <yeah. laughs> like what <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> uh, writing that's not true <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly that's fun um so uh yeah I, I i still do do like them i i do think we we need them uh, in times of streaming that's a very a very a very interesting caveat or clarification to because usually would we would read as we were saying right we would read or 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 listen to a review before we went and bought the the record and nowadays we can just wait and listen ourselves and then decide or just keep streaming it um i think that's also one of the reasons why we haven't really or i i think we've rarely reviewed uh, record that has already been released mm-hmm. yeah and wow. um yeah, it's a difficult one
1: exactly. I think it's just uh the reason why people read reviews just changed a little bit,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: as you already mentioned um f- before there were streaming services, you read um the review to. Get to know, okay, should I buy this CD or should I spend these uh, 10, 20 euros for a new record? Um, And nowadays it's more like, okay, I'm curious about the opinion of someone else. Um, Yeah, just the reason changed.
2: Hmm. For me, I have different or I have several thoughts on that also depends on if I know the band or did I review the album myself. Um, So in general, I like to read reviews about bands that I find interesting, but don't know um, so much yet. Then I also get some information and I also get some thoughts or some inputs on the album and then I might say, okay, I will put them in my Apple Music um, account and listen to the album. Um when I reviewed the album myself, then I also like to read what other people think about it, so <laughs> to compare my opinion to others, that's also what you said what you said, Steffi. And when I like a band a lot and then and they release an album that I don't write a review for so that I don't have the promo copy myself before, then I like to read what the album will sound like by people who already listened to it. So as you said, Kiki, I don't see a point in reviewing albums that have been out for quite a while. So yeah, maybe some people might might get interested in the band because of the review then. But uh, I think a review should be out before the album comes out. So for the fans out there who are not able to listen to the album in total before it is released so that they can get an impression of how it sounds. I think that's a cool thing. And as I said, also to discover new bands. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that reviews are obsolete because yeah, we have this um, Spotify top 30 songs or something. So Spotify and also YouTube know what music you are listening to and they um they give you input as well Mm -hmm. but i also found a couple of bands because of reviews that i like to listen to now so it's good to have input from a lot of sites here
0: (laughs) yes i was just thinking that um in the past year i Discovered a lot of new bands because of people, because mm-hmm. of friends who recommended that to me. So we are your friends who are recommending music to you, dear to listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. I <laughs> think it was like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, they also enjoy our mini soaps where we, what we do there is a kind of audio review. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Okay, next topic: live reviews, live reports. Yeah. Ugh.
1: They are obsolete. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: for Steffi they are obsolete, okay. <laughs> um I think a lot of people like to read the report of concerts that they have been on to get really? someone else's retrospect. Yeah. Or sometimes when you when you maybe already have a ticket for the tour or if you think about going, then that might also be interesting. Um, I, in general, like to read live reports of bands that I really like. So my favorite bands, but I don't read a lot of live reports to be honest. So I'm, <laughs> I wouldn't say they're obsolete like Steffi does, <laughs> <laughs> but they are not so important. And I also know from the past when I was writing a lot of con- uh, yeah a lot of live reports. That people mostly like to see the pictures that my photographers did, so yeah. they didn't necessarily read they watched the or they yeah looked, looked at, the, at pic- the pictures
1: that's correct, and if you combine the live report with the photos, if you say that's one thing with two different parts, the chapters. Then <laughs> they're not obsolete anymore <laughs> uh, <laughs> I won't say that, but for me, this uh text itself, the report itself, was always only um uh yeah, that who played where played when played, whatever, just writing down the facts and a little bit about atmosphere, the crowd, whatever live performance that's it, but the main focus is always on the photos what the main focus is on the photos that's a yeah, weird, it's, weird mm-hmm. sentence <laughs> but it's <that's> correct
0: <laughs> i i mean i personally would read live reports when i couldn't attend an event when i couldn't go to a concert and wanted to to know what happened more or less and i didn't really like the kind of report that Steffi was just describing, like if it's something completely cold and neutral, like, um, yeah, they went on stage at eight, they played this and this and that, and bye-bye. But I don't think many live reports are like that. Most of the live reports are, um, like you were saying in the beginning, Steffi, like kind of fangirling out uh, the band came out on stage and they were already amazing. Um, <laughs> the way they walked onto the stage impressed me. Impressed me. Um, I think, and 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 again, I have to think to what I like to write as a live report. I want to share my experience. And for me, that's also, once again, a lot about emotions and um, what I'm feeling, what the what the show and the atmosphere is making me feel, and how everybody around me is feeling it with me at the same time is experiencing this at the same time. The last live report I read was also was by Morcor de, the German site, and it was about it was last year about the uh, Trivium um, event. We linked it in the podcast. Where we in the podcast episode where we talked about uh, live streaming events and uh, concerts or live music in our pandemic times. Um, and it was just, so I, I probably told this story back then as well. It was a very well-written article um, describing how this journalist watched from, his, from the comfort of his own home Mm-hmm. watched this concert and felt felt it as a community experience, a global community experience with all of the other 9,000 Trivium fans who bought tickets to an online, online live streaming event. So as you can see, one of the most, or, or one of the live reports that made a biggest impression on myself wasn't even a real IRL concert. Mm. Um, and it's because it was so well-written well that it really made me want to have been there. It it really made me feel like I missed something for sure. And like this person had such an incredible experience that it was so worth reading.
1: Mm, yeah, uh, I understand you. But I think that's also a point maybe why I do not like it. Um Especially that feeling that you described. If i getting sad <laughs> during reading or while reading um, because I couldn't been there. It's um, so, just so, oh, sad I missed it. <laughs> and um, I don't know. For me, it's, uh, I don't know. I feel a little bit strange. But if I think a little bit longer about it, I also do not like um, like traveling reports, reports, for example. Mm-hmm. If uh, people tell you the journey across the Sahara, whatever. Also, um, I, I'm not so much into it because it's, yeah, um, I, I I don't know how to describe. Maybe it's this. Um, uh sad missing out feeling? hmm Yeah. FOMO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um Yeah, shall we just or my my opinion on grades, I hope that's the right word. <laughs> when you rate an album with one oh, up to ten points or something.
1: Rating, yeah. yeah wait. Yes. I missed the point. (laughs) Um, No, I just um, another point um, um, of the live reviews came up into my mind. Um, This emotional side is also, or maybe I also, I think, or I noticed one or two years ago that that was my first concert or festival where I didn't write um a text, a report report about it. And so I started writing with the first concert I went to. Mm. And yeah. So maybe that's also a point. So it's it got somehow negative for me because there were a long long time no concert without just or just um enjoying it. It mm-hmm. was always this yeah, one, maybe two hours typing text after that event. Um, And maybe that was also a little bit too much (laughs) in the retro (laughs) perspective that I did that. Um, Because just enjoying the show, enjoying the feeling and do not thinking about, okay, what do I have to write later in the evening or maybe next morning if memory is still fresh? and yeah, after some time it's getting annoying. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just want to enjoy the show itself or the event festival also um, itself, and not always have to type about what's happening, how do I feel, how the people around me seems like to feel. Um, yeah, okay, point.
0: <laughs> and it's also difficult to snap out of that, out of that habit, so to speak. I also had the the that feeling, I think, um, when I noticed sometimes uh, oh I'm analyzing too much and this time I don't have to report <laughs> about this, yeah. so I can't chill. <laughs> it was uh, something I had to do consciously as well, yes.
1: Yeah, and that's okay. exhausting after some time. And it's it's your free time. <laughs> you can just or should just enjoy it sometimes without thinking. True. <laughs> yeah, um, great.
2: <laughs> what do you think about rating albums?
0: Rating albums? Uh, I like. Really?
1: <laughs> yeah, you're surprised. Why? Um, yes. Because I like numbers. <laughs> <laughs> That's <a> good answer. <laughs> uh, No, for me, it's uh, always um, I, just the review in a nutshell. If I do not want to read the wall of text, just scrolling down to the number, to the grade, and then I know, yeah, okay, it's good. It's not so good. It's bad. It's very bad. Um. It's perfect. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's easy.
2: Mm. It's also kind of summary. So
1: yeah,
2: if right. I know, or most of the time you also get the information about the genre and if there is a review somewhere and it says this band plays post hardcore and it has 10 out of 10 points, then I will read it definitely. Because then I want to know more about the band, about the album. Um, so that maybe I discover something new that I would like or that I would like listening to as well.
1: Exactly. And also for the magazine itself, I think it's very um, um, practical, praktisch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think also for the magazine itself, it's um, it's quite practical if you have tons of reviews, like on the bigger ones. Uh, yeah in my mind is once again metal.de uh, um, and there are the best reviews um, presented separately so to speak uh, so mm-hmm. uh, you can see the best album outcomes in the last month or last two months whatever um, yeah just to, to sort the many many reviews I think it's a good tool
0: Mm. that surprises me actually because why did we never (laughs) do it (laughs) i think because you didn't want to
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay and Um, i think because we said we just want to write about things uh we we like like anyways and so if we have everything
0: would have been upwards of eight (laughs) exactly maybe Mm -hmm.
1: seven but not less. So if there's less than seven, we won't write a review. We will not, we won't make ourselves the work <laughs> to write it down.
2: Yeah, true. Uh, I think that's the point because we could have said, okay, if it's, we could have made three points one, two, three. Three is very good. Two is okay. And one is, We did expect more, but it's still a cool album. But people would have been mistaken for the one-point albums and might think they are not good. But as Jeffy said, we wouldn't have written this review if we thought (laughs) the album was bad. Mm -hmm. I think that's the main reason why we didn't do it.
0: Yeah. For me, it goes back to um, trying to be objective. Um, I think a grade should be at least somewhat objective and an opinion to put an to put numbers to an opinion is feels kind of weird to me. Mm-hmm. I understand but what i do even if
2: i write a review about something that i don't like then i try to to also think about are the musicians good or are there good song ideas and stuff like this and i will also um, I will give extra points for this but What we do, for example, at Power Metal DE is that we have um, an explanation what the grades mean. And they say that um, if you rate one up to three points out of 10, then it's a very bad album. Four up to five or something is a very boring album. So there you have this opinion again, Mm -hmm. or the, the rate is connected to the opinion of the writer. But I don't know how other magazines do this, if they have something like this as well. Yeah. Still weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about interviews? Um, do people still want interviews when there, is social, when there is social media, for example, with the Q&A stuff that bands do by themselves? What do you think, Kiki?
0: I don't know if people still want them but I still want them. <laughs> <laughs> I think um I have watched several Q&A videos, live streams, um etc. I think journalists uh pose very different questions than fans. Mm-hmm. And if we if I think again about what we do or what what I do, I do think that as far as I am a fan girl um being totally starstruck and trying to to ask an intelligent question I at least put in that effort <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not asking things like when are you going to play in Mike city <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or or you know the same old questions that people have been asking all the time um I think we or, I don't, it's that is not even an opinion. A lot of bands and musicians have thanked us and told us that they were actually, um, that they had fun during our interviews because they don't get um, que- the questions that we ask so often, um, more so when we have been asking about sexism, about mental health, about. Uh, politics, and um, other different topics that maybe not all music magazines um, cover. Mm -hmm. So um, I, of course, want to, from that side, I want to keep (laughs) making interviews. And on the other side, I'm also always interested about what other journalists will ask and what other people will ask. And um, also, in part, as part of our research, to not ask the same questions. And because I think it's also good for the listeners or for the consumers of our medium to get different insights, to not get the same information over and over again, but to learn something new about the this human being that is making something uh, that you like, which mm. is art or music. I think so too. And I watched a couple of
2: Q&A stuff that one of my favorite bands did recently because they just released a new album. And there was only one question from the fans that I thought, okay, that's a cool question. I should ask that in one of my next interviews. And that was, which song was the most difficult to play or to record? And I thought, okay, that's a cool question. But the other questions, many people asked how old the musicians are. Or they, they ask questions where I think, okay, if you would ask Google, you would get the same answer or something like this. Yeah. As you said with the, with the concerts, when do you play in my town? Okay, him uh, DE, <laughs> type your town in, type the band, and then you will probably get the answer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or the standard answer of, you know, it's difficult to plan a concert, so you should reach out to um, your local uh, concert place and or booking Agent, so that they can contact us and we can work something out, so that we can go play in your city. So it's not just like you can say, "I want you to come to there and there," and we can do it, right? So that's mm. that's the uh, band's most typical answer. And yeah. I mean, it's not like we we are these intellectuals who pose the most in- intelligent questions ever. We have we have done probably <laughs> many things <laughs> in the past as well, but. We ask some stupid questions, yes. (laughs) That too. That too. (laughs) I
2: I also don't want to judge um, when bands ask this because bands also do this Q and A to build the community and stuff like this. So I Mm -hmm. think it's a total different thing when they say we do this Q and A just to get in touch with our fans, and it's it's not the job of the fans to ask deep questions or to inform themselves a lot about the band before. I was just yeah wondering about. Some questions that came very often. <laughs> and I just thought, okay, it's not so difficult to find out the answer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We have asked uh, stuff like, uh, oh, every band is doing this. Will you do the same? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, all of that happens. But that is the beauty about interviews. And um, that is why there is still a future for that. Steffi, what do you think about interviews?
1: Uh, if come back to your categories? I think the <laughs> interviews are the most important and uh, long lasting um cate- the long lasting category <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> in this in this topic um, yeah because um so my my personal intention is always to get to know the musician behind the music I love. That was my first intention to do an interview, but also to listen, to watch interviews. Um, because I just asked myself, okay, who who's that person who's doing such a great music? <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so I think it's it it's never will get uninter- uninteresting. Oh, God, I lost my mind somehow. <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah but also um i think in music journalism or just that's more note to myself um uh that the expectations should not be so high because if i think about interviews uh especially as an interviewer, I my first thought is uh about political journalism and that's just something completely else and um there you wanna or uh, there you're trying to ask questions or to get answers to questions. The um um the the guy you ask won't or would not like to give so freely do you know what i mean no oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay try it again um for me an interview is more like like a battle okay now i, I try to do it in a very hard uh way of speech um it's more li- like a battle because um the the guy who's interviewed the musician wants to to hide something in a group um and the interviewer tries to get it, mm-hmm. okay, okay, guy. I wanna get informations out of you, and you maybe won't give it to me freely or not so freely, but if I uh have very smart questions or a very smart uh, strategy to ask my questions, um I'll get it mm-hmm. that's for me how a very good and informative interview could be. But I think that's more in the political journalism and not in music journalism. There's more that fangirl stuff. What I uh, said first, um, I want to get to know who's the person doing the music and uh, give me some background information, please, about album and recording and whatever music video shooting. Um, yeah, so I think there's another an other expectation of interviews out there. And then there are, of course, this uh, fan-made interviews like Q&As, uh, which is uh, yeah lowest level. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs>
2: <End of laughs> so you'd say you can't compare this Q&A stuff Also with the regular interview. So the regular interview will be out there (laughs) in the future.
1: Yeah, hopefully. And also, as I said, more like, um, I think battle is a very hard description for an interview.
2: Yeah, but but I know what you mean.
1: Yeah, so I do not want to get the information. They're they're already on Wikipedia, for example. I want to get something new out of the person. And um, that are the best interviews. And I hope these ones will never die. And I don't think so that they will ever die.
2: (laughs) We have the last category that I imagine maybe you have more than we can, of course, also talk about that. Uh, The comments or the columns on stuff itself. So not the reviews, but when events happen, for example, Marco Hietala leaves Nightwish, then. Um, there are some music journalists who tell you their opinion about it in a way or maybe also think about what might happen to the band now or what's the next thing that might happen. What do you think about that kind of stuff?
1: It can be interesting, but I think it totally depends on the news. If there's a breaking news, oh, John Schaffer, um, the Capitol... Mm-hmm. Stuff and, yeah, exactly. Who um um was part of that uh capital. Yeah, uh, it's not a demonstration anymore, it's far beyond that. Um but yeah. We know what you mean. Good. <laughs> I I don't think that I can um say storm <laughs> storm and capital. It sounds weird.
2: They ran into the building of the government, and yeah, it was a bad thing. We all knew what John Schaffer of Iced Earth did. I think the keywords are enough yeah. <laughs> that everybody okay. in the metal sector knows <laughs>
1: <laughs> definitely um, and that part was, for example very interesting because it was um yeah, it wasn't only about music but uh, yeah, <laughs> the real world, so to speak, as a very as huge political um, uh, not not influence, but um, aspect, and that was very interesting. And there, I liked to to read um the opinions of other people who are into music stuff.
2: Mm. I remember that I tried to write columns for Magic and High Heels as well, and most of the time, or maybe even always, it felt like doing Boulevard stuff. So um i i didn't really enjoy doing it and i think it also was not necessary so um yeah i don't know what um, do you mean
0: exactly by boulevard stuff
2: what what i wrote down were my thoughts on events that happened just out of a theory, so to speak. Um, so when you do an interview, you can ask the people why did you do this, uh, what will happen next. I don't know. Uh, then you can, or what I, what people in these columns do is answering questions that you should ask the people themselves, but you answer the questions for them by thinking about the topic, yes, Mm -hmm. kind of this, maybe that, I hope that explains it.
1: I know what you mean, but I think then it's also a very bad column, because um, a good one always wants to figure out um, an event in the future, um, future picture, whatever, in the surrounding, and that's what tries a good column.
2: Yeah, but still, the better way would be to get the answer by the people involved. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yes, but no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I think this is especially a difficult topic because there are not many big Music columns, or at least not in metal
2: hmm.
0: not that I know of at least um maybe something that can be compared to that is I think I've mentioned this before it's a YouTube channel in Spanish called um, Confesiones female fronted I think that's the name, and uh, it's run by. This person in mexico i think and she um puts out a lot of videos summarizing uh news um in the in the well from the women in metal community so to speak and that is a lot of gossip there there is a lot of assumption there is a lot of stuff that people find actually entertaining uh reading the facebook comments on her posts is its own tiny hell because people are so mean to each other and so mean to these musicians who we all or at least i admire but um it was kind of entertaining from time (laughs) to time to you know uh when there was when there were a- scandals of singers being fired from bands i would take a peek there and look at what they were saying um this might be a latin american thing you know gossip is fun <laughs> for <laughs> us <laughs> um but of course it can get out of hand and um they even picked up one of our videos one time and um I think synchronized it into Spanish, or at least subtitled it into Spanish. It was that one time when uh, Net left Nightwish, and we asked the female singers at Metal Female Voices if they would be would want to um, to get into Nightwish. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was a fun thing. It was actually very (laughs) fun to ask them. Honestly, it was really fun to ask them and to see how many of them were like, sure, come on, it's Nightwish. It's every girl's dream, more or less. And others were like, "And." If we see how they treat their singers, no, thank you. So it was really, really interesting and fun, and we meant we meant nothing by it. There was no mean spirit when we asked that question. Um, we also got some very defensive answers um, from singers saying that they wouldn't answer answer that. I think so, uh, but it was actually pretty interesting. Um, I just don't think it has been done that much. And I do think if there is a good concept behind, behind a column, it could be really cool to, to read or listen to. Mm. And in a way, isn't that what we do as well when we don't interview? Isn't that what, what we're doing right now? Isn't this a column about music journalism? A column about a column. Column <laughs> about a column. This is an inception?
2: Yeah. Um, yes. Um, that was another thought that just popped up in my mind. For me, it's different if you write a column about a band or something that happened in the band, if you comment on that, or if you write down your thoughts about a specific genre or whatever. Or, yeah, like we do this time that we talk about music journalism, if people still need music journalism. It's also that we talk about our opinion. And I think, or I like this um, topic-driven columns. Mm-hmm. But as you said, when when people try to judge, maybe that's also a hard word here, what other people do in a column like this, I don't know. Nobody forces me to read them, and <laughs> I guess I very hardly read or watch stuff like this because, yeah, I'd prefer, as I said, um, in that case, an interview with that person. Alright. Can you think of other categories?
1: No. Uh, I think we... or you asked this question at the beginning already and... um, nope. I don't.
2: Okay. Um, Then I wrote down what music journalists do, and I think Steffi skipped the question from the beginning to the end. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how do music journalists work
1: <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> I don't know if it's another topic for another podcast episode maybe we will get too long because I thought this might be a very short episode but we are talking about a very um, long time or, um, <laughs> true
1: or maybe because it's easy for me um, can you name your highlight or motivation to do music journalism
2: no, <laughs> <Wow>. I think <laughs> I'm just a very productive person um, and I like being communicative in a way. I like to share my opinion with others who want to know about it and I think that by now I know a lot about this style of music. Or I have seen a lot of bands on stage. I interviewed a lot of bands. I listened to a lot of music. I did a lot of reviews and stuff like this. So it's a mixture of, it's fun, (laughs) Um, first of all. Um, It's also my profession because I work as a journalist. So I, I also make my money for living with being a journalist. So this combination just makes A lot of sense to me. And I also enjoy um, being a music journalist, also gives you the opportunity to talk to other music journalists. And I enjoy that a lot because, as you said, it's another perspective um, as the fan perspective. So, as we already figured out, fans ask totally different questions and they might have another point of view on the bands also and maybe I'm just a very curious person I want to f- I want to learn a lot about things and people and that's I can do that as a music journalist so it gives me the opportunity to talk to the musicians and to get information that I maybe wouldn't get as a fan So. Maybe that's it. I want to I want to know For me it's not enough to just be a fan. Maybe that's the answer. <laughs> I want to interact somehow. Um yeah, and to maybe also explain because journalism is often explaining difficult things with words that are easier to understand. (laughs) So, it's yeah, it's also kind of making a connection between musicians and fans.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I agree, especially with the last part. Uh, For me, it's a very, it's just a very selfish motivation. I am very curious. I like asking questions. And so it just makes sense (laughs) Mm -hmm. i like that i have uh, that i get to do that that i am fortunate enough to be able to talk to my favorite artists from time to time and ask them the questions that i have in my head and that maybe other people will want to know as well um and that would be kind of what's fun about interviews or why i enjoy Um, interviewing bands Um, but yeah it's also I think I said that about the rest as well Um, explaining um, or putting into words uh, what what I feel when I listen to music or when I am at a concert is, is is something really nice but it's part of my personality as well like I like expressing feelings and expressing thoughts. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's just really nice. And I'm very grateful to be able to, uh, or to have a place where I can, where I can pu- put all of those and, um, yeah, to good work maybe, <laughs> or maybe not, or at least just a place to put them out there to make them leave my system because that makes me happy. Mm, agree.
2: Steffi, how about you? <laughs> I already <laughs> read your answer.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you both uh, told your motivation. I wrote down my highlight. I think I shall um, also explain my motivation now.
2: <laughs> but, but tell us about your highlight first. <laughs>
1: oh, my highlight is quite easy. <laughs> it's, it's great being on a festival with a press pass that's, that's it. true <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. so you are just a kind of VIP <laughs> that's nice <laughs>
0: um,
1: yeah uh, the motivation you see places
2: is- that other people don't see I yeah, remember okay. my interview okay. in the backstage of the backstage of Duska festival so okay. there was a place behind the backstage and we did the interview with the CEO there and, and I was in there and I was like Oh, wow, we're in the backstage of the backstage now. And the CEO looked at me. Yeah, that describes it quite well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's great. There are uh, being in tour buses. That's also very fascinating. If you have yeah, to a tour bus, that's a, whoa, okay. That's somehow very, very private place for you right now in
2: your bedroom now
1: (laughs) exactly I mean your bedroom (laughs) is okay Um, but yeah definitely fun and exciting Um, yeah oh and the cocktails and the toilets backstage also amazing on festivals (laughs) just another point
0: (laughs) you don't have to wait so long to get your beer
1: (laughs) exactly (laughs) I'm more, uh, just having space. a space
0: to be able to 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 sit quietly for a minute in the turmoil of a big festival that is to
2: recharge your smartphone <laughs> <That>
1: yeah. <too. laughs> yeah, yeah, you can relax yeah uh but uh, back to motivation uh yeah but um i have nothing more to add than you already said it's a good mixture i think about the points you already mentioned um yeah Asking um, questions to the questions to the musicians um, is always amazing, and um, yeah, I feel kind of um, yeah being an honor to write down my thoughts, and I can ask the, the um, people it, uh, themselves about it. Mm-hmm. That's um, yeah feeling honored about that that's uh possible and um yeah it's a good way to sharing my thoughts about music because uh, yeah i just love it it's just always feels like i'm consciously listening to music all day long and uh of course i think about it and i need to put the kiki you had such a beautiful sentence uh put the thought out of the system <laughs> <laughs> and getting free of it <laughs> and um, that's a, that's perfect to do it in such a way
2: mm-hmm. And it's also cool uh even when we started we already had this kind of community with the Metal Female Voices Fest. And it's also kind of giving something back to the community or doing it also for the community.
0: Because as yes. long as
2: there are people out there listening to this podcast, <laughs> um, being entertained by us, it makes sense what we do, I guess. At least for mm-hmm. some people.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Another... Uh- motivation at the beginning that I found some very small bands and I thought okay why are so so underrated and they need to get pushed and um, mm-hmm. so somehow I or so when I got the opportunity to do it myself to push them if I write a good review about the album and publish it on the website um, yeah maybe and if they're just 20 people who read the review and um, brought or listened to the album afterwards uh, then it's enough It's <laughs> <did> my thing <laughs> and I'm happy with it
2: that's a good uh, point to conclude this podcast so we should all name a band that people out there should pay more attention to
0: <laughs> you look at me like what <laughs> Hell, I wasn't prepared for this. I know. (laughs) Is this a trivia show? (laughs) that pops up in your mind.
1: Give me 10 minutes.
0: I mean, my first thought is obviously as everything unfolds, because we just had that really cool interview, which will be out exactly a month from today, uh, or when this episode drops out, um, Mm -hmm. on March 9th. Um yeah, so stay tuned, everybody, because we uh, talked to Charlie Rolf from As Everything Unfolds, which in is, in my eyes, in fact, a uh, very interesting newcomer who we should keep an eye out for. Yes, that's true.
2: I can mention the band Torments from Stockholm, Sweden. Um, it's a very small band. They only released one EP up until now. But really good music. The musicians have a lot of fun on stage. And even this EP that they put out is so good music wise. And also, they did stuff that I didn't expect a band to do on a debut EP. So, pretty really cool band. And I think if they continue doing music, they might be the next big thing that comes from Sweden. So, keep an eye on them. <laughs>
1: No, the next big thing from Sweden is Orbit Culture.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Orbit Culture and then Torments. I think Orbit Culture are bigger. (laughs)
1: Um, I think Orbit Culture is not the best pick because um, they're somehow hyped um, or the last album is a little bit hyped already. Um, So um, Sojourney is also a very good band and I think they're a little bit more in a niche so I would like to um, name this one
2: great right. End of sorry. <laughs>
1: thanks
0: everybody for listening
2: yes thank you for listening I think those who listen to this episode already know where to find us on social media and stuff like this so yeah thank you and hear you next time Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Bye.